Sometimes I think that's the best way to do it. Just jump right into recording without telling your co-host. You have all the power. (laughs) I do. I have the record button right here. And the mute button and the stop button. I want a mute button. So what are you drinking? I am drinking not very tasty white Zinfandel wine. That's a pity. Eh, it's excessively sweet. I but somebody drinking... drank all my rum. Sorry about that. <laughs> my bad. I am drinking Spruce Head Stout by Rock Harbor Brewing Company. It's a good stout by a local brewery. Sorry about the shitty wine. It's okay. You are listening to our very first episode, not including our trailer episode, of One Family Podcast with Robin and Kim. And for new listeners, we are a podcast that is primarily about being poly and navigating that while being a parent and challenges that you may or may not be facing. As Robin likes to say, we are your village. I stole that. (laughs) So today's episode, um, we were going to originally do it about how to come out to your kids, but we decided to do it more about how we came out to our kids about being poly and how it's worked in our family. As with a lot of things we're going to talk about on this show, there's no one right way to do this. So there's lots of different ways that you know people will talk about this topic with the kids and all we can do is share the way that we are going about it and we'd love to hear anything you have to say on the topic if you've come out to your kids if you're planning on it if this is something that you're worried about or excited about or that uh, we'll give you a email address that you can give us feedback on and we'd be happy to hear it yep and you can also contact us through our facebook page as well i know a handful of people have as well um so just for new people because everybody's a new person because this is our first episode um to recap me and kim are married we have been married for 14 years and we have just recently become poly probably for the last six months openly and we've been in a quasi relationship for about two months a month something like that Time is not linear. I don't do time very well. Linear time. Um, We also have four children. Our oldest is 13 and our youngest is five. We also have a seven-year-old or excuse me, eight-year-old and um, a 10-year-old as well. And a dog. And And a dog and a bunny and cats and and all that. But I don't think they care if we're poly. I don't think they care either. More scratches. Exactly, more scratches for the pets. So our experience is kind of a fun one because in one go we have all of the age brackets. We have the kindergartner, we have the tween, we have the teenager, and we have the school age middle kid. (laughs) And much like you realize when you're a parent that something that works for one kid doesn't necessarily work for another kid. And we're finding that they all have different uh, reactions and, you know, they all 
take it in different ways. So for me, I would rather not make an announcement. That's just my way of thinking because, and it starts from, you know, when I was um, a bisexual teenager, like the big thing was that coming out and it was the thing that you would stress out about. You envisioned how everyone would either take it the right way, the wrong way, your life would be turned upside down, you'd lose all these friends, gained all these new friends, and you'd probably be disowned by your parents. That was a really stressful thing, not necessarily for me as much as it was for a lot of my gay friends. So one thing that I never want my kids to do is to suddenly declare that they are whatever sexuality they are. Because let's face it, if you are a straight kid, you're not going to have a coming out party where you're like, mom, dad, I'm straight. I mean, unless they want to declare themselves in a certain way, like if... (laughs) I guess what I don't want is I don't want anybody to have too much anxiety over one thing or another. Like right. if, if coming out makes them anxious, then, then, you know, just do it naturally and don't have a big coming out party. If if being, you know, in the closet makes them anxious, then, then don't do that. If one of our children decides to be straight and needs to declare it, then that's fine. We'll have a little party for them. It's all good. We will celebrate whoever's sexuality when it comes up. <laughs> but so for us, we never really formally announce that we are a poly to our children. So how it, from our children's perspective, how it was, was that... Because if I could just jump mm-hmm. right in to parallel what you were saying about you being anxious about it as uh, coming out by teen, you know, maybe there's some anxiety on your children's part, you know, for adult relationships and, and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So so maybe putting too much emphasis on there's this big thing that's happening is, you know, Well, maybe... and it's, it's also, it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a sit-down relationship if you are monogamous with your kids and be like, so mom and dad are monogamous. And what that means is that we are only with each other because that's how it, we like it. We Do you mean there's mono-privilege? <laughs> I won't get into that. Is that, that a thing? I won't get into privileges right now, but yes. So She likes to school me on privileges. So because of that, I don't want to have the need to have a formal discussion. So when push came to shove and me and Kim started dating, it was an evolution. So the kids would probably overhear us talking about so-and-so and such and such. And then there was a particular person who I would go out with and I would talk about and eventually Kim how did it happen that um okay so how this all went down (laughs) was the kids and I were in a grocery store parking lot and the topic came up and one of them the eldest boy said hey where's mom tonight and I said oh she's on a date And you also said that I was on a date with my girlfriend. So at that time, not only was there the mind-blowing mom's on a date, but also mom's on a date with a girl. Whoa, mind-blown. Pretty much. And you could see him thinking about it for a bit. And then he said, well, isn't that cheating? And I said, it would be if I weren't okay with it. And then I think his mind was blown again. Because he had the cognitive dissonance that came with, oh, so it, it might be okay if your partner's okay with it. 
which your partner is. <laughs> so that was the way that he reacted to it. Um, and, you know, like we said before, the other kids might have different thoughts about the matter and different reactions, uh, but we haven't explored them yet. So eventually our friend would we would talk about her more often we would talk about her pretty often only good things i promise (laughs) um and eventually i think we ended up being like oh well dad's going on a date with her and it was just kind of like this understood thing that this person was someone who mom and dad dated which is good and in a way like Harkening back to the, you know, it being no big deal. It, it's kind of like when a new person comes into your life, you know, you, you spend more and more time with them and you do more and more things with them. So, like, why does it have to be a big deal, you know? Exactly. It's just like, why do you have to come out? So, eventually, um, we had a group date, me and, and Kim and this our girlfriend. And um, she came back over to our house afterwards and we had a bonfire and she met the kids and it was completely fine they knew that this was the girl that i was with that i was seeing and that dad was seeing and that the person we talked to all the time and there was absolutely no weirdness about it and our five-year-old just wanted to show her all her stuffed animals and toys yes our five-year-old was very happy that there was another girl in the house because she's a she is a girly girl and she loves girls especially girls who wear makeup and dress pretty and oh my god she just loves girls (laughs) so that's probably about the level of 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 um that that's probably on the level of what she's gonna deal with about this whole situation which is wonderful because and she'll grow into it she'll grow into it she will grow into if not this person being in our life all the time that there will be somebody in our life all the time and that it's okay if mom and dad are dating people who are separately because that that's normal and we both are okay with it so our youngest son who is eight years old He completely reacted how I would expect him to. He does not like meeting people at first, so he was shy. He stayed in his room. Tim Lee came out, hid behind a car, giggled a bit, and then came over and had some s'mores. Again, completely fine, did not care. And it probably would have been a mistake to force him into it, you know, into the interaction and say, you have to come out and meet this person and do all that, so. Well, I did, prior to her coming over, I did explain that she was coming over for a s'mores and that it would be lovely if everyone came out and had a s'more and got to know her a little bit. And they all agreed. I think s'mores are a good way to meet people, right? <laughs> it's a good icebreaker. Um, our eldest son also had no objections to her, had no objections to seeing me and her laying on a blanket cuddling. Um... You know, I think a lot of times the adults have more of a filter and the adults have more of a, you know, anxiety to these sorts of situations because maybe, you know, they're not what mainstream society, you know, thinks is acceptable. And and the kids just really don't have that built in and they'll get it if we give it to them. But if we don't give it to them, they won't come predisposed to it. We went into all of this not like this was something weird and abnormal or something that wasn't even mainstream 
when we went into this with our children, it was kind of the, this is, you know, a normal thing for adults. This is an okay thing for an adult that it is okay to be committed to other people and still be committed to mom and dad. Mom and dad can still be committed to each other. Completely, totally judgment free. That's how we roll. And part of me wonders, you know, like we're going into this in the middle of an established relationship with kids that have grown up with it one way. I wonder how different it would be if, you know, they literally all grew up in this sort of situation where they all, you know, were babes and they grew up and this was, you know, just the way things were in their family. Um, I don't know. If anybody has that experience, please write in and tell us. <laughs> um, saving for last, though, we wanted to talk about our daughter's reaction because she is a teenager. Um, so because she is 13 and she is well versed in the Internet, she kind of picked up a little bit quicker than everybody else, the romantic interest that me and her father had with this girl. And would you believe it? Everything was okay. <laughs> she shocker. I know shocker. The one because she is the most. She's the most mature. She's the most. She's the eldest. So we were a little bit worried. At least I was about how she would take it, and also learning that I am pansexual and in a relationship with another woman. Kind of a little bit curious how she would have taken it, but. There was no issues whatsoever. There was a lot of curiosity on her part. A lot of, oh, well, that's kind of interesting, but I'm okay with that. They can do whatever they want because they're adults and it's not a big deal. You, you know, I found that the younger generation these days doesn't really give a shit about stuff that, you know, bugged their elders and my generation and people that came before them. You know, racism to them is confusing. Sexism is confusing. The whole bi-gender thing is outmoded and, you know, they have no need for it anymore. So I think it's just sort of a natural evolution of this sort of, um, it's all good, you know? Exactly. Like, you are free to be you and me, or we are free to be. What is that musical? There was a musical. So this is a pop culture reference that's going to go no, over my head. Normally, I'm the one that makes references, and, and Robin doesn't get them. Because but. I remember my aunt was in this musical when she was in high school, and I think it was called Free to Be You and Me, actually. I think that was the title. I remember because she was doing cartwheels on the stage, and that was cool because I was younger, and my aunt was doing cartwheels on the stage, even though my aunt's not that much older than me, but she liked to act older than me. Free to Be You and Me was a children's entertainment project conceived, creative, and executive produced by actress and author Marlo Thomas. Recorded in 1972. Hmm. That was brought to you by Wikipedia. <laughs> Where were we going with that? I don't remember. <laughs> so, anyway, what the fuck soever were we talking about? Are we going to have a reel of bloopers? Can we have a reel of bloopers? Yes. This will be on it. It's going to be really long. <laughs> it's going to be like our longest episode. Okay. So, in short, our way of coming out to our children was not making a big deal of it, out of it. We didn't do cartwheels across our living room. 
Although that would have been pretty bloody cool. Me either. I suck at them. Yeah. Um, so we didn't make a big deal out of it. We approached it as it was just any, any old thing. And we answered questions as they came about. And it, it's normal because it's normal for our family. I think that's the important part is to make that sort of discussion organic and child-led and not be all heavy-handed about it and like i'm the adult and i'm gonna you know make a topic mm-hmm. of conversation and we're talking about you know polyamory and that's a big word and let's define it and you know mm-hmm. i mean i as a parent have a tendency to to lecture too much well and also i feel like anything that has to do with sex can also be a really depending on the person the family the dynamic and all of that it can be a very awkward conversation to have because let's face it, like, you know, we're having sex. But it totally doesn't have to be awkward. It doesn't have to be, but it can be. And especially when you first start talking about it, it can be a little awkward. But it's natural and normal and fun. <laughs> There's actually a really good YouTube video about talking to your kids about sex that I will include in the show notes. Do you remember the name of it? No, but that's what post-production is for. we'll edit it in later we would take this break to talk about one of our sponsors if we had a sponsor but we don't have any sponsors so if anybody would like to sponsor us we would be totally all over that so get in touch using the email address at the end of this podcast and we will be happy do you even remember our email address i do what is it? It's one family podcast, and family has a numeral one in it instead of an I at gmail.com. Oh, look, now you don't have to wait to the end of the email. Go, click. Spoiler Send us an email. Alert. Sponsor us. I promise if you sponsor us, we'll be 100% more professional. That's true, because we're not at all professional right now. So anything would be better than nothing. <laughs> I noticed you finished your wine. (laughs) I did. Does that mean we should wrap up? Probably. I'm not sure. I don't know if we have anything else to talk about this episode. Except that we are just one perspective in a sea of others. And if you have contrasting, complementary, or completely different perspectives, we really do want to hear from you. Especially on this topic of coming out to your children, I would love to hear you and your stories. I'd love to hear the positive ones where it went smoothly, like with us, Um, or if you sat down and had a big, long discussion, I'd love to hear about that. Um, We would also love to hear about the not-so-great stories, so if you're having problems with, say, your... um, parents or your in-laws or your kids just not really wanting to accept your partner or your partners or whatnot i love to hear bad stories too kind of sounded bad but no 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 it's all good everybody likes a little bit of shade and proud and if if shit's all bad wrong and maybe we can help make it better just let us know Mm -hmm. we would love to hear your story we would love to hear how you came out to your family maybe it's a funny story maybe it's not but send us an email it's one family F-A-M number one L-Y podcast at gmail.com Also, if you have any ideas for topics that you'd like us to explore or stories you want us to tell, please also drop us a line. 
at our Gmail address, or you can... Robin, I just realized something. We've been recording this entire episode, and a plane has not flown overhead. Because it's foggy, Kim. Planes can fly in the fog. They have IVR systems. But usually they don't. At least at a small, not international airport, they don't. So anyways, as I was saying, (laughs) if you have any ideas for a topic or anything like that that you would love us to cover on our podcast, please also drop us a line. You can find us on Facebook at the One Family Podcast Facebook page. Drop us a line there as well. And please, while you're at it, Listen, like, and subscribe. And share. Share, please. Share and enjoy. Share, enjoy, and talk about us because we need to expand our listening base. And if you're feeling really nice, you could leave us a review on iTunes because they love that shit. A good review, though. Bad reviews, don't leave those. Yeah, don't leave those. (laughs) All right, so I guess we're wrapping up. This is Robin. And this is Kim. And uh, this is our... End of our very first episode of the One Family Podcast. And thanks for sticking around and listening. Hope you enjoyed. Come back again soon. Toodles.